This is the Effing Business Podcast. You ask the questions, we answer them. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Mike Tool here. Um, entrepreneur? Entrepreneur, correct? Entrepreneur, yeah. Perfect. Um, talk about influencer marketing. That's his game. It's where he plays. And so um, tell us a little about yourself. Um, thanks. Thank you. Um, so I got I got involved in influencer marketing um, kind of unintentionally. Okay. Um, I've been an entrepreneur and inside an artist for a really long time, and uh, which led me to connecting artists um, with businesses and also with uh, just advising them on basic, simple business practices. Um, I started a publication about four years ago called Entrepreneur, and the idea was to create a magazine that has only positive content and that bridges the gap between creativity and entrepreneurship. Um, so we were focusing a lot on um, architects, interior designers, um, people that work in advertising and marketing, um, and kind of evolved into an influencer marketing magazine because um, creativity and entrepreneurship is something that most influencers are. Gotcha. Creators, but they're also running their own business at the same time. Sort of like made a merge, a nice little uh, something happened and got creativity, entrepreneur, came into an influencer and you... Exactly, and at the same time, we were very actively involved in Instagram, right. um, and very aware of, of you know where where Instagram is going, where social media is going, and where influencer marketing is going. So we also saw that as a really good opportunity to get in on a new industry that uh, I believe in very very strongly. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I like influencer marketing a lot. I think uh, there's a, I think when it comes to, you know, you have a lot of these big. Uh, guys who make money being an influencer marketing and and really play the game and, and so on I, I i have all the props to them i think they're playing the game as best you can um i think there's also slowly starting to happen is the consumer is starting to catch on to that a little bit mm -hmm. um in my opinion uh that they're starting to catch on to you know hey i'm being promoted these things or this guy's selling me something i think it happens way more in female products, things like that, makeup, stuff like that, where people are okay with it. I think on male product side, I don't know, I mean, personally, like I, I read into it very quickly. I, I'm sure you've heard of Ty Lopez. Like, I, I don't like that he has to talk in front of a Lamborghini to sell me something or his book or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm way more interested in that. I know you have an opinion on it and stuff like that on, on like the, the, what we were just talking about, like the, you know, the, the micro or the nano influencer. I think it's way more interesting space. I think it's a really cool space where you can take small mom Sally from the block and make her into a micro or nano influencer um, for your product services or anything like that. I think, I think, I think that's really cool to me. Yeah. So I think what you, what you touched on are two, two, two um, relevant, but different, different topics. Uh -huh. um, Cause there's one, which is authenticity in the content. Um, you know, you can be a very large influencer, right. you can be a very average person. It's kind of like being a Sally salesperson right. or being a consultant who makes really good suggestions. You're going to trust the consultant a lot more than the Sally salesperson. Most people can read right through that. So that's really more about the actual person and how they promote themselves. You have people that, you know, their entire um, identity is kind of like they're almost like a deal site where they're just constantly pushing deals and pushing promotions right. and things like that. But then at the same time, you also have 
um, then you have people who are actually sharing relevant information and you don't necessarily take it as you're being sold. Right. You, it's very obvious that they're making some money off of it and they'll tell you outright and they're very transparent in the fact that they're getting paid for it. But it's different if it's someone who is there to serve you mm -hmm. and to provide you with value, with information. Like for example, um, I have a friend who I met before, I knew she was an influencer, and um, she, has, she has an account talk, uh, which talks all about eco products. Everything is eco. Her, she's getting paid for a lot of the posts she's doing and a lot of the products she's promoting, but at the same time, she genuinely lives an eco lifestyle. She blogs about her lifestyle and she's educating her audience who's obsessed with her because they wanna learn about that and she's showing them like, hey, these are things you never knew you can find eco-friendly, here's a company that has it eco-friendly. So obviously she's getting paid for it, but she's not getting paid for every single one of them. They kind of mix it up, but it's a way, it's about how you communicate your message. So you're gonna say, hey, I have the best product, buy it now that's kind of selly, but if you're going to educate them like, hey, this is something that can really bring you value and all of that, and you can even disclose the fact that you're getting paid for it, I think that um, it, that's really the right way to do it. And it's important that anyone who's uh, going to hire influencers also looks into that, not just looking at follower count and like count, is what kind of message is this influencer going to um, project from your company? What are they going to, you know, how are they going to present your company and how are they going to sell it? Is it going to make you look cheap? or is it going to make you look really good, elevated? At what point do you think that a person goes from like being not so much a micro or, or where the, they're authentic, they're giving value to their, to, their, to their viewership, do they go from being that, I don't wanna say micro or nano or anything at that point, but where, where does it switch over from bring lots of value about information, your friend who gives out a lot of information for eco, what, where's that trigger, where's that switch? Or is it from the get you have to be, hey, I wanna be, I'm gonna be, this is my space, I'm gonna play here and I'm gonna talk about eco and I'm gonna be an influencer eventually, and it, or, is it, or is it sort of people stumble upon it? So you're saying how does someone become like how a, does someone a major? Become or, or how does someone, or, or is it someone you sort of stumble upon? So I think that a lot of the ones that are the most successful were just being authentic into what they're naturally into. And, um, but at the same time, they were aware of the fact that they can grow their audience and they used whatever tools they can and stayed ahead of the curve by you know, being active in promoting themselves or in using things that will help them increase their following and being on top of how the industry's going and connecting with other influencers and just being proactive on growing their account. Um, so I think it's really a combination of both. Um, but then at the same time, you have people that go in more with the business approach, which is essentially can be a person or it can be a brand where you're going out there, you're producing a whole bunch of content that'll present a certain image and then you're spending a bunch of money on getting the traffic to that, which is basically building the following for right. it, which, you know, buying followers, there's two different, uh, there's, there's two different, there's two different things with buying followers. Like you may look at it like, oh, buying followers is fake followers, which generally that term refers to it. It refers to someone who's going to pay a, some guy out in a third world country that has some you know, bot that created a 100,000 fake Instagram accounts that'll right. follow you, but there's no engagement. But then there's also buying followers where like you, know, you don't do with, paying, with paid ads and pay-per-click ads. You can, boost your, you can boost your posts on Instagram to a targeted group of audience. If you spend enough money on that and you're putting the right content out, you're going to increase your following. Now you're buying real followers. You're not buying fake followers if you're doing that. Um, you're buying their viewership for that moment and then you have them. Yeah, well the ones that like you are going to actually follow you and continue right. continue following. The so it's like buying clicks to Yeah, it's like getting clicks to your website and then they subscribe to your newsletter. Right. Yeah. So in regards to nano influencers, um, so for people that don't know nano influencers, you, um, you've heard the term of 
micro and macro influencers and celebrity influencers. Celebrity influencers are usually the ones with millions of followers. Um, you know, macro influencers usually have a couple hundred thousand followers. Micro are generally, everyone has a different standard to where they'll grade it, but anywhere from like, you know, 10,000 to 100,000 or 5,000 to 50,000. Nano are influencers that are generally, let's say, from like, you know, 500 to two, 3,000 right. followers. There's, um, there's social media optimized retail. Okay, it's a term that not a lot of people use and not a lot of people are aware of, but that might be when you're walking into a shop and there's a really cool mural on the wall that everyone wants to take a selfie with. Or there's, um, there's actually a, a restaurant that opened in, in Wynwood recently um, where they do poke bowls, but they, instead of using regular plates, they carve out uh, pineapples or mm. watermelons and they fill yes. the whole thing up. And it's basically, I call it, food for the camera. It's something that just makes your camera starve. Your camera's dying to be take a picture of that. Right. Feed the camera. So if you feed create camera. things if you create things within your business that, the camera. that feed the camera and at the same time give them the awareness of how to tag you because sometimes, you know, people will post it but they may not tag you unless you tell them to tag you. Right. So by simply putting a tag, whether you're running a campaign promotion like, hey, tag us for a chance to be featured. It's the simplest thing you can do. It'll cost you nothing. Everyone wants to be featured. Right. So, so if you just actually start encouraging people to tag you and then repost everyone that's tagging you, you're getting user-generated content right there for free, third-party validation because these are actual customers that um, are, are validating you and your product. And um, you're getting also that loyalty because now they feel they got something from you. You featured them. You made them feel special. Um, so it's really a win-win from everything, and I think that there's a lot of there are a lot of businesses that are not aware of it, so they're not taking advantage of it. But there are a lot of ways to really activate um, organic influencers, organic social media, without really putting in any money, just by being a little creative and, and feed the camera. Yeah, feed the camera. Exactly. Yeah, we we say a lot. We we create a lot of content. We talk about like that. Th we want to create that thumb stopping experience. Yeah, like. Feeding the camera is just like exactly what that is, but for influencers, it's like feed the camera. Yeah. It's something that feeds a person. Tempt the camera. Tempt the camera. Yeah, I like yeah. that.